welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I want to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Being kind and shifting your perspective for the best outcome. And this can apply to so many areas of your life. Airport etiquette, like that is like tip one I want to talk about today. Do you travel? Do you travel much? I travel a lot. I've always traveled a lot. I think it's kind of in my nature, possibly in my DNA. And I've spent hours upon hours at airports. Now, the one thing I hate to do is get there late. Like, I don't want to get there late and be rushing through the airport. I want to get there in plenty of time. I don't want any heart palpitations. I don't want to worry about my luggage getting on. Like, I want to get there in plenty of time. If I have to get there early and hang out, I'll get there early and hang out. I see people racing through airports all the time. They're trying to get to work. They're trying to get home. They're trying to go on vacation. But you can just see the look on their face. They are completely haggard. The whole experience is exhausting to them. Yes, that's a word I made up. I use it all the time. They're exhausted just by the thought of it. Everything is overwhelming. Slow down, take a deep breath, and ask a few questions. Now, it was a little hilarious at the Denver airport. I was supposed to meet somebody outside a restaurant, and the the guy at the information desk, and this was on airport property. It wasn't like I was taking a taxi somewhere else. Had no idea where it was. Thank goodness for Google Maps, I finally got to where I needed to go. But ask questions. Most people are willing to help, except the person with the haggard look on their face. Just leave them alone. So I recently went to New Orleans and I was traveling with my girlfriend and we upgraded our seats to first class. It was kind of a big deal. Upgrade to first class. We get to the airport. We're racing to get to the airport. She wanted to stop at a convenience store on the way. And I was like, no, no, we're in a hurry. It, you no, know, we have to go. I want to be there in plenty of time. There's kind of a backstory on that. Because my husband and I were going to Jamaica for my birthday. And we got there and I forgot I had upgraded us to first class. And I'm standing in line trying to get my ticket to work with our passports and all the things for international travel and I hit the button to continue and it comes up with this big sign that says 
you need to get help. I don't remember exactly what it says, but that was the intent. I turn around, there's an airport employee behind me, and I was like, this just stopped working, like randomly stopped. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, ma'am, you're not a full hour before your flight. You can't check your bags. I said, I, I'm more than an hour before my flight. What do you mean I can't check my bags? I said, so will my bags come on the next flight? And he goes, no, you can't fly without your bags. And I said, well, what are we supposed to do? And he goes, well, I guess you're going to have to rebook your tickets. We had had these tickets for months. And I was like, wait, what? So he goes, go talk to her. Well, thank goodness there weren't a lot of people in line. I went around to the woman and I was like, I don't understand. The kiosks were set with a time 15 minutes ahead. So although I was there an hour and 10 minutes before my flight to Dallas, it was showing that I was late. She said, don't worry about it. I have told them they can override it. I don't know why he's doing that. And you're international and you're first class and it's not a problem. Ma'am, you need to breathe. And I was like, like, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. And she was like, you need to breathe. Your luggage is getting on this plane. You're getting on this plane. Don't worry about it. And lo and behold, she was exactly right. I got on the plane. Uh, we Our luggage got there. Everything worked out great. It was not a problem. But ever since then, I want to make sure that I'm like more than an hour early. Those of you in different cities, you might truly need to be there two hours early. I'm in Oklahoma City. We have a little air airport. You can typically get through it pretty quickly. An hour typically is plenty. Every now and then there's a long line, but typically an hour will work. So my friend and I are at the airport. We're racing to get there. We're on the shuttle bus. <laughs> we parked the car. We're on the shuttle bus up to the front. And my phone chimes and I look down. Our flight's been delayed by an hour. And my girlfriend looks at me and she goes, gee, Jennifer, we could have stopped at the convenience store. And I was like, well, holy crap, we totally could have. Sorry about that. So we go in, we decide to eat lunch and drink a beer. And we do. And we go to get on our flight and realize we're going to miss our connection. So I went to the count. I stood in line. I waited and I said, hey, like I, it looks like we're going to miss our connection out of Dallas to New Orleans. She starts looking it up and she goes, okay, I can get you on a later flight. And I was like, great. As long as we get there tonight, I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to be ugly. I'm going to be good. She goes, all right, but we only have one first class seat. So either you need to fly tomorrow or one of you's first class, one of you's coach. And I went, well, crap, we paid for first class. Okay, fine. Okay, as long as we get there. So I gave my girlfriend the first class seat so, so she could drink beer on the flight. And I would sit in the main cabin and watch my movie. Okay, fine. That's what we did. Every time I mention it, my friend says, I'll switch with you. I'll switch with you. And I was like, no, nah, it's fine. But when I got on, because like now I'm group like six or seven, I threw my extra carry-on above her head in first class because I didn't want to drag it back and drag it forward. And I was like, hey, here's your extra bag. And she was like, oh, thanks. 
So as I'm walking by, a really cute little flight attendant is standing there, and he goes, hi, welcome aboard. And I said, I wanted to be in first class because I really wanted to drink a beer on this flight, but apparently that is not in my cards. And he laughed. So I sit down. I'm in an aisle seat. I'm watching my movie, and he comes to do drink service, and I he said, what would you like? And I said, oh, I'll just have water with no ice. And I thought... I'm going to New Orleans for a business trip, but there will be drinking involved. Maybe I just need to, ha uh, you know, drink water, like hydrate a little bit. Okay, great. And the man is squatted down. You know how they dig through the drawers of the carts? And he goes, did you want a beer? And I pull my earbud out and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, does Dos Equis work for you? And I went, yes, it does. Perfect. So then I had a lot to drink. I had a beer and a water. Well, in the process of all of this, I now have two confirmation numbers because now we're not on the same ticketed original thing. All right, fine. We land in New Orleans. We have a great time. All is well with the world. There is actually a big parade coming through the French Quarter. We're staying in the French Quarter, and we are told we should get out of town and get to the airport early instead of hang out at the French Quarter. Okay, great. So we leave early. We get to the airport, and my phone just is chiming and chiming and chiming, and we've got all these, I've got all these notifications about our flight changes. So I pull out my American Airlines credit card and I call the number on the back <laughs> and the automated system says, hello, Jennifer, are you calling about your flight change? And I was like, yes, press one for yes. I need a customer service rep. Very nice young man comes on and he said, yes, ma'am, by the time you get to Dallas, there's not another flight to Oklahoma City, so you're going to need to fly out tomorrow. And we have you booked on a 7 a.m. flight. And I said, yeah, that doesn't work. Do you have a later flight? Like, 7 a.m. is ridiculous, people. And he goes, oh, yeah. How about at 8.30? 8.30 is perfect. That is a reasonable time to travel. So he gets it all set up. And he says, don't hang up. Because if you do, your reservation will not be confirmed or completed. Holy crap. What now? Okay, I'm not hanging up. I'm not hanging up. I'm right here. After about seven minutes, oh, wait, no, I said, let me get the story straight, people. You want the story straight. I said, hey, do we get a hotel room because of the delay? And he said, yes, yes, you do. And when you get to the airport, you need to go to the customer service desk and ask them for a room. And I went, oh, I was whining. This is my whining. Oh, no. There are going to be like 55 people in line in front of me. And it's going to take forever. And we're not even going to get there till midnight. Can you not just handle this for me? And he goes, one moment. But ma'am, don't hang up. You're going to lose your reservation. Not going to hang up. I'm sitting there visiting. And all of a sudden, a voice comes on the phone and says, Would you be willing to participate in a survey? A survey? That means the call's over. I lost my guy. So the guy comes back. Or so I hang, it hangs up on me. I call back. I get a nice lady. And I was like, and again, they're like, hi, Jennifer. And I'm like, hi, you know, help me. I need customer service. 
So she comes on. And I said, I was talking to a really nice guy. I didn't get his name. But we got disconnected. It sent me to the survey piece. And so I don't know if our flights are concerned. He was trying confirmed he's trying to get me a hotel. And she goes, oh, yeah. She was like, um, your flight is confirmed, both of you, for tomorrow. And I see you have two confirmation numbers. I said, yeah, that was ridiculous. I have two confirmation numbers because I got bumped out of first class on my first leg. And she goes, okay, great. What's your email? And I gave it to her. And she goes, well, what's Christy's email? I gave her Christy's email. She comes back and says, check your email. And I checked my email. And she said, does it say uh, in the email, click here to find a hotel? And I said, oh, yeah, it does. Great. And she goes, well, tell Christy to check her phone. I said, Christy, check your phone. See if you have a thing. She opens her email. Sure enough, she does. And I said, wait a minute. Did we just get two rooms? And she said, oh, yes, you had two confirmations. What? I was not happy a week ago about having two confirmations. I've been struggling the whole day trying to confirm our stuff because we're under two different numbers. But now I have two rooms. Well, there are two ladies that I traveled with that were going to different states, also stranded in Dallas. As it turns out, I gave one of the extra rooms to one of the gals that was trying to get to Canada. Had we not been delayed in Oklahoma City and gotten a second confirmation number, we would have only had one room, which would have been fine, but my friend Leslie needed an earlier flight to go to Canada. She had to get up earlier. If I hadn't called and been really, really nice, and yes, probably a little whiny, I would not have gotten the hotel room booked before we even left New Orleans. Leslie got to, New, got to Dallas before I did. She stood in line for half an hour, just like I told my friends on the credit card number, stayed in line for half an hour only to be told she wasn't eligible for a hotel room because her flight was delayed because of weather, and that's an act of nature. And she said, but my first flight was delayed because of an airplane mechanical problem, which delayed me which caused the next one to be delayed because of weather. So the original plane, I should have gotten a room. And they were like, nope, this last one was solely weather. I called. I got a room. I got not one room, but two rooms. So I'm just saying, if you're rude, if you're hateful, if you're impatient, things are not going to work out your way. If you say, oh my gosh, please help me, and you're really nice about it, people are going to help you. You need to take a moment and reflect on what happened and what the result was. Did you in any way add to the result? Did you cause the result? Did you make it worse than it was? Or... Were you nice and kind? Airport etiquette is very important. You need to shift your perspective and look for the good.
I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.